0: We're here at the Darting Through the Faith podcast. Julia Monin's with me. I'm Father Sean Wilson. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh Julia, how are you doing today?
1: I am happy and also sad.
0: Uh what do you want to start with first? Good news or bad news?
1: Happy mm, or sad? Let's start with happy.
0: Okay, why are you happy?
1: It's a great day. It's beautiful outside.
0: It's spring is upon us. Spring it does feel like spring, spring is upon hath us. <clears throat>
1: spring happens. Sprungeth. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, no we're talking about our favorite Saint quotes today, which mm-hmm. was really fun to like go back and find some. Was it fun for you too? Moderately. Moderately fun. Um so I'm excited about the topic at hand. So that's all the happy.
0: That's all the happy. Mm-hmm. What makes you dour this day?
1: If you're watching this video and you're not just listening to the audio, what makes me sad is what's happening right here in the yes. middle of our screen.
0: Yes, right in the middle of the screen.
1: There is an empty mic.
0: There is an empty mic.
1: Can you can you can you tell what we're, what we were attempting to do today? Yeah.
0: So today we <laughs> we're hoping to have Grace, our producer, our editor, our um, companion in all of this. Yes present. She actually came up with some Saint quotes herself. She's represented by Saint Joseph, patron of the Universal Church in my mug. which I've consumed all the coffee, um, but we couldn't get the mic to work. Something with the software on the, on the recording device did mm-hmm. not work. So, um, so we have our friend Grace there in spirit, but we have her quotes here. So we're yeah. so, and that's the topic, right? Mm-hmm. We should pray first. Though. Okay, that'd be great. Unless there's more banter we need to do, or, or no, um,
1: I'm done sharing my emotional yes, ups and downs. Yes, that's, that's it. Grace is still in the room. Yes, she's still here. She's she is, still helping with she the is podcast. She's this side of heaven. She is. She's, we were just hoping we'd get to share her in a mm-hmm. more way way today and Mm. and uh, her thoughts and her thoughts yeah but mm, we'll see what the lord has prepared in the future yeah it wasn't meant to be today
0: not today Maybe in the future. All right, let's pray. Let's in the name pray. of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of the most holy Eucharist. We ask that you may stir in the hearts of all of those who are listening a great appreciation and love for your most precious gift. We ask that you may be with Julie and I, and with Grace, and all of those who are helping in this podcast, spiritually or physically. And we entrust this time into Mary's care, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: By the way, I think we should say, I'm not quite certain Grace is as sad about this, as what I am. It's possible. I don't know. Her smile kept getting bigger and bigger as we began troubleshooting and we were not finding an answer, but anyway.
0: Do you make it think that she only half-hearted troubleshooted?
1: (laughs) No, I don't believe that. She wouldn't do that. I know, I know. She wouldn't do
0: that. She is a person of integrity. She is. I have found that to be the case. Yes.
1: So, so anyway. Yes. All right, so where she because
0: we- if she wasn't being honest, mm-hmm. we would have recourse to today's gospel, where mm. Daniel says Your fine line has cost you your head. That line, I I don't know if you could see me during Mass, but I was giddy. So the reading for, this is Monday, the reading for Monday of the fifth week of Lent is always the the story of Susanna, the Old Testament, where Daniel gets involved. Susanna's accused. These two guys accuse her of lewd behavior, and they are to blame. And Daniel calls the jig is up, and he ends by telling both of them your fine lie has cost you your head and go ahead.
1: Way to work that in today. Yeah. No, there's no way that, that was in. not going to in. work that in. Yeah. You stretched slightly to get to get that worked in naturally into the episode, but you did pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I, I never think that Grace would ever fall under that category, but it right. was just it was just the the little window I needed. To
1: That's right. That's what I mean. You. Yeah. It's seize good. the moment. That's right. That's good. Yeah. So oh, you did good. You did good.
0: Yep. So today our dart fell on our favorite saint quotes. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to rummage through mm-hmm. our memory banks and mm-hmm. get favorite saint quotes about the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both brought two books. Evidently, you have your phone, too. <laughs> yes. Um, and Grace came up. Grace typed hers out, which um, she did her. She did her work. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to pull from Grace's, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't read them. So this is going to be a, a surprise for us. Ooh. But um, have you read them? No. OK, no.
1: All right. I already just see some of the saints she picked. Pretty solid. I mean, yeah. not that there's not a solid saint. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah.
0: that saint's a slap.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Send it
0: back to Norway.
1: <laughs> right. You get the point. So, yeah. should I read one of Grace's first?
0: Let's start with one of Grace's. Okay,
1: so her first one is from Saint Francis to Sales. Hmm. When you have received him, speak to him about your spiritual life, gazing upon him in your soul where he is present for your happiness. Welcome him warmly as possible. And behave outwardly in such a way that your actions may be proof to all of His presence. Saint Francis de Sales. Dynamite. That's really good.
0: You know, Saint Francis de Sales is one of the patron is the patron saint of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. I did know that. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Speak to him about your interior life, and then live in accordance. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant.
1: Reminds me of like become become who you consumed, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Good one, Grace.
0: You go next. Ladies okay. first.
1: <clears throat> All right.
0: Oh, you roachers up too.
1: No, most of them are on my phone, but I have a couple in the book. Okay. We have him so near in the blessed sacrament where he is already glorified. Behold him here without suffering, full of glory before ascending into heaven, strengthening some, encouraging others, our companion in the most blessed sacrament. It doesn't seem it was in his power to leave us for even a moment we have him so near in the blessed sacrament behold him here our companion in the most blessed sacrament it doesn't seem it was in his power to leave us for even a moment i loved especially that last part mm. that he loves us so much he remains here with us because it's almost impossible for him he to can't leave just us. pick it up and
0: leave right mm-hmm. like that's the that's a covenant right that he's always going to be present
1: mm-hmm. Hmm. By the way, that was St. Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of oh, Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Which I, I assume you know. Like, I, I could probably say, who do you think that is? And you would guess. But
0: right. And it's not because I know everything that she's written. It's mm-hmm. because I know the one who found the quote. Exactly. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. You want to play that game the rest of the episode? See if you can guess who my quotes yeah, are Yeah,
0: see if you can guess mine, too.
1: Okay. There's, Yours are going to challenge me more, but okay.
0: Yeah, I actually, I actually... I thought about this a little bit and was mm-hmm. like, there's so many great quotes out there. Mm-hmm. What do I want to find? And what do I want to communicate? Mm-hmm. And I came up with an idea. Mm-hmm. One of the things that strikes me about the Eucharist, actually this, um, every time there's a Saint's Feast Day, who is a priest, I always kind of get struck at during sometime during the Eucharistic prayer, like, oh man. This saint celebrated the mass also. Like, mm-hmm. holy cow, Hippolytus of Rome died in the two hundreds, and here we are. Mm-hmm. I'm using his Eucharistic prayer number two that he wrote. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for whenever we get to Eucharistic okay. prayer number two about <laughs> Hippolytus of Rome. But I mean, that's always just baffled me. You know, whether no matter who it is, that this is this is the same Eucharist that's being offered. This is the same sacrifice, and um, and so I thought like. We didn't just come up with this doctrine of the eucharist right and it's not just our interpretation of the bible is this and non-catholics interpretation of the bible is this and either could be right so all of the quotes i picked were from the early church Mm. to show that the early church believed the same thing that the catholic church believes about the eucharist so i wanted to have a little bit of teaching moment it might not be so much from the heart but it is remarkable to hear what the first christians wrote about the eucharist and realize Oh, boy, that's what we believe, too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my uh, that's my theme that's with awesome. all of these. That's so, an awesome theme. Yeah. Well done. And most of it, what I took from... There's one I got snagged from the catechism, but most of them from this book called The Fathers Know Best. Mm-hmm. So it basically just goes through a bunch of Catholic doctrines and shows that the early church, the fathers of the church, believed the same thing that the, uh, that the church now believes mm. like these two mm-hmm. ain't no difference between them the catechism and the father's no best so mm-hmm. jimmy aiken shout out beard of the century right there on jimmy aiken <laughs> wow he's got control. that guy's got a beard and a hat <clears throat> so the the quotes about the eucharist here are actually broke up into two sections okay um the real presence and these are like the two like kind of focal doctrines maybe mm-hmm. points of contention with the eucharist the real presence where the christ is really present in the eucharist and the sacrifice of the mass like are we entering a sacrifice or is or are we not so mm-hmm. so some will be from that mm-hmm. real presence some will be from mm-hmm. you got a preference of where we start real no, presence or wherever. all right ignatius of antioch died 110 so we're talking he is he's like a grandson of john the apostle mm-hmm. right john the apostle polycarp learned from john the apostle polycarp taught ignatius of antioch mm-hmm. so not much not many links in this chain mm-hmm. They abstain from the Eucharist and from prayer because they do not confess that the Eucharist is the flesh of our Savior, Jesus Christ, flesh that suffered for our sins and that the Father in his goodness raised up again. So basically Mm. this belief that people aren't receiving the Eucharist because they don't believe that it's really the flesh of the Son of God, like we do. Mm. So that's baffling, though, at that. And Ignatius of Antioch, all his Eucharistic quotes, they're very like visceral. Mm-hmm. Um because and he was he was he was gnawed to death by lions.
1: Mm. So okay, so I have one that I think is going to beautifully like piggyback off of that. Sweet. Okay. And by yeah. the way, I don't want to play the guess your saint name because I'm not going to guess any of them.
0: Yeah, I, I <clears throat> as yeah, that's silly.
1: <laughs> but I think you could probably get most of mine. But I
0: saw that one's this one's from a John of the Cross. This book, one is St.
1: So. John of the Cross. <laughs> so it is a quote from St. John of the cross. So he
0: father, Sean, won Julia, nothing.
1: (laughs) I'm going to lose this game. I already see it coming. Um, he writes those who do not have a sound palate, but seek other tastes cannot taste the spirit and life of God's words. His words rather are distasteful to them. Hence the loftier were the words of the son of God. The more tasteless they were to the impure as happened when he preached the sovereign and loving doctrine of the Holy Eucharist for many turned away. Mm. Those who do not have a sound palate, but seek other tastes, can't taste the spirit and life of God. So the loftier were the words of the son of God, the more tasteless they were to those who are impure, who are seeking these tastes of the word of the world instead of seeking the taste of God and only God. So
0: Yeah. That's a that's an interesting well, that's a great insight. I mean, St. John of the Cross, he's like the doctor of the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. But It's one thing, like, we notice, like, if we start having a distaste for the things of God, Mm -hmm. there's like, ooh, something's not right. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just that's the place we're at in our life, but maybe it means, like, we really have to check that. Maybe we're falling into sin and we're just kind of growing a bit, a bit lukewarm in our Mm -hmm. faith. And for, like,
1: and isn't that sort of like what the practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, especially during Lent, are supposed to, like, reorder in mm -hmm. us in some way, right? Because we, we do become, um, yeah, our palate becomes sensitive to the things of the world that we're only seeking desires of the flesh and desires of the world, and so these these practices are meant to refocus our hearts and and repurify to use the, to stay on this theme our palates, right? right? Our palates, so that yes. they're more um, our our senses are are more aligned to God. So mm.
0: yeah, it's like if all you eat is junk food all the time, mm-hmm. you forget what good food's like. Yes, you know, you forget what a good meal's like if all you're doing is just eating ho-hos and ding-dongs.
1: Yes, right, exactly. I just wanted to
0: say ding-dong.
1: <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: true. It is true. All right, Clement of Alexandria died in, or this was written in 197, so
1: okay,
0: under 200 years. Eat my flesh, Jesus says, and drink my blood. The Lord supplies us with these intimate nutrients. He delivers over his flesh and pours out his blood, and nothing is lacking for the growth of his children. hmm I love that. It's like a a, a parent feeding their children, mm-hmm. right? And he gives us all the nourishment we need with his very flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: And nothing is lacking, right? Nothing is lacking.
0: Yeah, I'm, we get those <laughs> moments. Like, I wish God would give me this. I wish right. He'd give me this. He's like, He gives you the Eucharist. What more could you possibly? What more ask could for? you possibly? <laughs> and what what else could you need? Right? Mm-hmm. You don't need anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. I really like the ones you pulled out. Mine, mine. After I was reading them, I'm like, they they do have that. A lot of them have that same kind of like. Like, Sting, like, what's wrong with us? Like, what don't we get about what this gift that he's given us? It's Mm -hmm. his very self. So I'm glad you're two so far. I've kind of had that feel, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Can I read one of um, Grace's here?
0: No. (laughs) I'm
1: just kidding. Let me rephrase. I'm going to read one of Grace's. Yeah, I don't
0: know why you asked that question. I don't know.
1: I'm working on not asking you if I can ask you questions. I'm working on it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you realize that Jesus is there in the tabernacle expressly for you, for you alone, He burns with a desire to come into your heart. Don't listen to the demon. Laugh at him and go without fear to receive the Jesus of peace and love. Got a guess? St. Therese. That is definitely St. Therese. Do you realize that Jesus is there in the tabernacle expressly for you, for you alone? I believe Therese was talking to someone here who was struggling with scruples Mm. and so was separating herself from the sacrament because she felt like she was lost in sin when she wasn't lost in sin, Right. Um, which is what that does. And so Therese is basically saying, get over that.
0: Wrong. Go
1: receive the Lord in the Eucharist. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of, you know, the litany of the Sacred Heart. That they uh, there's the one phrase for the Sacred Heart of Jesus, burning furnace of charity, mm. which I always think of the tabernacles. I don't know, always, sometimes think of the tabernacle like a furnace mm. that is just alive with love, and it heats everything else because it's like you know the furnace heats the entire mm. house from there. So, mm-hmm. you've got one that's going to build <laughs> off of that, don't you?
1: I have a furnace one in here. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh, I need to change our furnace filter. <laughs> I think when you turn off, the, like they say you do it once in the spring, once in the fall. Like when you turn off the heat and you're getting ready for AC, you change yeah. the filter. And then when you turn off the AC uh-huh. and you're ready to turn on the heat. Okay. So mental note,
1: mental note. Okay. If you call Alex, <laughs> if you're still listening,
0: remind me. <laughs> put
1: this on his to-do list, guys. Okay. So here we go. Here's my furnace one that I had in the bank ready to go. Heaven for me is hidden in a little white, in a little host where Jesus, my spouse is veiled for love. I go to that divine furnace to draw out life. And there my sweet Savior listens to me night and day. Oh, what a happy moment when in your tenderness you come, my beloved, to transform me into yourself. That union of love, that ineffable intoxication, that is heaven for me. Mm. This was also St. Therese.
0: Sounds like it.
1: Yes, it does sound like her, doesn't it? You have to read her and yeah, she, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she goes to that divine furnace to draw out life. And there my sweet Savior listens to me night and day. So just saying, I had that one ready to go, so it seemed fitting. I don't know (laughs) if
0: I have any furnace ones. I don't think the furnace was invented in the early church, so these analogies are falling on deaf ears for the fathers.
1: Okay.
0: Let's see. I've got St. Justin Martyr. i got a couple Mm. of Justin Martyr. Justin Martyr was like second century, so this one's 151 was when it was written. Oh, his first apology. Anyways, we have been taught the food that has been made into the Eucharist by the Eucharistic prayer set down by him and by the change of which our – our blood and flesh is nurtured, is both the flesh and blood of that incarnated Jesus. Mm. So it's the same, that incarnation that happens. It's it's presented again, like right? The fact that Christ became flesh and walked around and talked mm. and taught and healed and mm. died. Um, it's the same incarnation brought about by the Holy Spirit, calling down of the Holy Spirit. So don't just you a martyr knew th- that.
1: Don't you think, like, like, sometimes I think we struggle... So- Sometimes we can struggle where people struggle with this belief in the real presence of the Eucharist, I guess. And then to like read your reading quotes from the early church fathers and why are they having to say these things? Well, because at that time, right, people have already
0: They're already struggling. Struggling.
1: And and then you can even look at the gospel, what we already said, quoting John of the Cross there. Like people were leaving Christ at the very moment he said talked about this. So like from the very beginning, this has been something that stretches your faith so far that so many can't grasp it.
0: Yeah. This might be the less like merciful side of me. The faith, I get the fact that it's hard to wrap your head around, mm-hmm. but the intellectual part of it, like Jesus clearly said this, the fathers of the church clearly said, and granted our faith informs our mind, right? Mm-hmm. If we can't believe it with our faith, then it we're going to, you know, our intellect's going to follow suit. But, mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just I've been Catholic all my life, and uh, it's just hard to it's hard to see any other way. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, what do you got next? What's Grace got? <laughs> okay,
1: Grace has That's the time. Less
0: than merciful from Father Sean <clears throat> That wasn't right there. so bad, I'm not going to
1: lie. <laughs> that was so bad. I was expecting, I wanted more than that, but oh, okay. maybe next time. Elbow
0: drop. <laughs> That's
1: right. The time you spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the best time you will spend on earth. Each moment that you spend with Jesus will deepen your union with him and make your soul everlastingly more glorious and beautiful in heaven and will help bring about everlasting peace on earth. Wow, that's good. The t- The time you spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the best time you will spend on earth. This is St. Teresa of Calcutta.
0: Yeah. Mother Teresa. Do we believe that, right?
1: Mm, that's good. Yeah. Can I just keep piggybacking off of Grace's? Because sure. she's just giving me these perfect. Little The best intros. time on
0: earth is spent before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament.
1: Okay, here's mine. Ready? I'm ready. Is it really demanding too much to make room in our life for the Eucharistic Savior so that he may transform our life into his own? We have time for so many useless things. We read senseless rubbish in books, periodicals, and newspapers, sit in cafes and chat for a quarter or half an hour in the street. All these are distractions by which one wastes time and strength. Should it really be impossible to save an hour in the morning in which one is not distracted but recollected, in which one does not spend oneself but gathers strength sufficient to carry one through the whole day? I know the rubbish in the books is good. Yeah. So this was St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, Edith Stein.
0: She she read herself some books, and she wrote (coughs) books too.
1: Yes, great, great mind.
0: That is, uh, man, that's a kick in the gut right there. Like, how much do we do, but can we spend a little bit of time before our Eucharistic Lord? Mm -hmm. Because as Grace pointed out, our Mother Teresa pointed out, it's the best time we'll ever spend on earth.
1: Exactly. Is it really too demanding to make room in our life for the Eucharistic Savior?
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Try to argue that one on your judgment day.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. What do you got?
0: I'm going to change it up and go to the mass itself. And this is going to be the long one. I'm going to stick with Justin Martyr. All right. This one's quoted in 1345 of the catechism. That's how important that this, like Justin Martyr's, St. Justin Martyr's description of what the church does on Sundays Mm. is important that it's quoted at this length in the catechism. So Mm. get comfortable. Okay. Okay. On the day that we call the day of the sun, sidebar, some Christians don't believe that Sunday is the Sabbath day. Clearly by 150, they already believe that the Sabbath was no longer Saturday. It was Sunday. Okay. And sidebar. All who dwell in the city or country gather in the same place. Then memoirs of the apostles and the writings of the prophets are read as much as time permits. When the reader has finished, he who presides over those gathers gathered admonishes and challenges them to imitate these beautiful things. Then we all rise together and offer prayers for ourselves and for all others wherever they may be, so that we may be found righteous by our life and actions and faithful to the commandments, so as to obtain eternal salvation. When the prayers are concluded, we exchange the kiss. Then someone brings bread and a cup of water and wine mixed together to him who presides over the brethren. He takes them and offers praise and glory to the Father of the universe through the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And for a considerable time he gives thanks that we have been judged worthy of these gifts. When he has concluded the prayers and thanksgivings, all present give voice to an acclamation by saying, Amen. When he who presides has given thanks and the people have responded, those whom we call deacons give to those present the Eucharistized bread, wine, and water, and take them to those who are absent. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what we do every Sunday. Mm
1: -hmm. I think, I believe that, is that like reading in um, the berevery somewhere? Yeah. And then, and the first time you read that and you're like, this is coming from, this is like exactly what happens at the mass to this day. Well, not exactly. I always look forward to it. It's the third
0: Sunday of Easter in the office of readings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good stuff. Yeah.
0: And so... And the reason is, is because it it parallels the the road to Emmaus. So the road to Emmaus every three, year, three years is the gospel for the third Sunday of mm. Easter, where Jesus meets them in their distress. He talks about the scriptures. He preaches a homily, and then he's made known to them in the breaking of the bread. So mm. then St. Justin Martyr is the
1: tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like what we do every Sunday. And that has, yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah.
1: It's really awesome. All right, you ready for Grace's next one?
0: I'm ready, (laughs) Freddie.
1: Holy communion assures me that I will win the victory, and so it is. The bread of the strong gives me all the strength I need to carry on my mission and the courage to do whatever the Lord asks of me. The courage and strength that are in me are not of me, but of him who lives in me. It is the Eucharist. St. Faustina.
0: Oh, it's the courage in us Mm -hmm. that lives in
1: us. The courage and strength that are in me are not of me, but of him who lives in me in the Eucharist. That's good.
0: Yeah. It's almost like, you know, those times like, you can do it. I believe in you. It's like, I don't, but I received the Eucharist today, so that's great. (laughs) So
1: I believe in him. (laughs) So
0: I believe in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's true, though.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: So you think you've got this.
0: No, I don't. No, I don't. But I went to Mass and I received Holy Mm -hmm. Communion, so... I can do all things through Mm -hmm. him who strengthens me.
1: Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have a good tie in that. I don't know that I have one that ties in um, perfectly with that, but we will move on with what I do have here. Okay. What scant respect we have for the one before whom the seraphim cover themselves with their wings, prostrating themselves before him. And he bears it all in silence, remaining without splendor hidden beneath the bread that he may live in the midst of those he created. Oh, how good he is. What infinite love he has. Why aren't we crazy with love for him? I particularly love that last line.
0: Why aren't we crazy with why love
1: why aren't him? we crazy with love for him? Who
0: who to quote from?
1: So this is from Saint Teresa of Jesus of the Andes. Oh, so a young Carmelite nun who was born in the nineteen in nineteen hundred, I believe, and then passed away, I think, in nineteen nineteen. So died mm. very young, um, just yeah. a year after making her um, religious profession, and so um, and was the first. Canonized by John Paul II in 1993. Oh, okay. Okay, so first uh first hold on. First She's look. the first Chilean and first member of the Theresian Carmel in Latin America to be beatified. Okay. So young young soul, but yeah, she so asked, "Why aren't we crazy with love for him?" Oh, uh, good question. Saint good Teresa, question, of Jesus yes. of the Andes.
0: I'll spend the rest of my life trying to figure <laughs> yes, that out. Yes, right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to the sacrifice of the Mass, right? The fact that the Mass is a representation of the sacrifice of the cross. Mm -hmm. All right. St. Cyprian of Carthage. This is from 253. For if Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, is himself the chief priest of God the Father, and has first offered himself a sacrifice to the Father, and has commanded this to be done in the commemoration of himself, certainly that priest truly discharges the office of Christ, who imitates what Christ did. And he then offers a true and full sacrifice in the church to God the Father when he proceeds to offer it according to what he sees Christ himself to have offered. Mm. So that's Jesus is the high priest. We hear that in the, mm-hmm. the Hebrews, and he offers that perfect once-for-all sacrifice on the cross, the sacrifice of himself. So he's like the priest and the victim. And then, of course, the priest at Mass enters into that sacrifice and offers the gift of the Son back to the Father. So... That's what they were doing in 253. That's what we're doing at your parish, right down the road.
1: It's so amazing. Isn't it's that so amazing. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Why aren't we crazy in love with him? That's <laughs> the
0: question.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um, so sticking on this theme of the priesthood. Oh, I thought okay. you were going to say craziness. No. <laughs> well, I, don't, I haven't read the quote yet. I just oh, see who yeah. it's by. Well, priest, crazy. Uh, yep. There is nothing so great as the Eucharist. If God had something more precious. He would have given it to us. That's quote one from St. John Vianney. Mm. And then let me read, because there's another one on here, so let me read his second one. When we leave the holy banquet of communion, we are as happy as the wise men would have been if they could have carried away the infant Jesus. When we leave the holy banquet of communion, we are as happy as the wise men would have been if they could have carried away the infant Jesus again, St. John Vianney.
0: Which is remarkable because, like, mm-hmm. we have a better than the wise men. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know they they walked away and they went back to some place where they were just hanging out for the rest of their lives, still looking at the stars, <laughs> and uh, we get to walk away with Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, why aren't we crazy in love with him? Why okay. aren't we crazy in love with him? <laughs> um. Okay. Here's a. This one is a pretty um pretty well known quote. I'm going to let you guess who it is. Both of you, guess who it is. For it is not to remain in a golden ciborium that he comes down each day from heaven. He comes to find another heaven, the heaven of our souls, created in his image, the living temples of the adorable Trinity. He comes to find another heaven, the heaven of our souls, created in his image. Any guesses? St. Teresa of Avila. No, Therese. Oh, Oh, Therese, but she saw it, you saw it, saw it. Okay. So, so yeah, and and Therese, who, uh, you know, late 1800s, this was a time when it wasn't standard practice to receive the Eucharist on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? They received when their directors gave them permission to receive, and she was one of the ones who was really advocating that our Lord— Frequent reception. Yeah, frequent reception of, of our Lord in Holy Communion, yeah.
0: Cool? Yep. All right. Um, St. Ambrose of Milan. So this is from 389. So this is a little later, but it's still, you know, over 1,600 years old. We saw the prince of priests coming to us. We saw and heard him offering his blood for us. We follow because we are able, being priests, and we offer the sacrifice on behalf of the people. Even if we are but little merit, still in the sacrifice we are honorable." Even if Christ is not now seen as one who offers the sacrifice, nevertheless, it is he himself who is offered in the sacrifice here on earth. When the body of Christ is offered, indeed to offer himself, he is made visible in us. He whose word makes holy the sacrifice that is offered. Mm -hmm. So even if we don't see Christ in the priest because we... We have little merit, mm-hmm. us priests, but uh, but he's still present in that, and he still works in us and through us. So that's uh, that's uh, very humbling.
1: We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I believe that that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's humbling, even as someone who's not a priest. It's humbling when the Lord uses you as an instrument in some way, mm-hmm. like some sometimes overwhelmingly humbling so i really honestly can't imagine what that yeah is like. you try
0: not to because then <laughs> yeah. you'll never make it through mass right i believe yeah. that totally yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> i honestly believe that like if you honestly knew what was really happening
0: yeah uh, and especially
1: as the priest that's a saint john Bianchi
0: quote mm-hmm. he said if a priest knew who he was and what he was he would die not out of fear but out of love
1: yeah that's beautiful yeah just pulled that one off the old memory bank that's well. good Okay. We have time for more. Um, I think Grace only has one more. I, I don't know. I if, have one more also. I think that's really all I have too. So Wonderful. Okay. So here's Grace's last one. Good friends find pleasure in one another's company. Let us know pleasure in the company of our best friend, a friend who can do everything for us, a friend who loves us beyond measure. Here in the blessed sacrament, we can talk to him straight from the heart. Mm. St. Alphonsus Liguori. Ooh. Yeah. The friend, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a friend who can do everything for us, who loves us beyond measure.
0: And waits for us in the Eucharist. Yes. Mm. Always there. Yeah. All right, what do you got there? All right,
1: I have one more. Um, going back to, uh, I had two. I'm debating which one I want to do. But I'm going to go back to St. Teresa of Jesus of the Andes. Remember, she was the one the young Carmelite who died very Chilean. young. Chilean. Um, yes, who gave us? I'm that, always Chilean. Why aren't we crazy in love with him? Right? Why? Are, I just got that. I would, I totally wasn't listening, and then it vibrated. Processed. <laughs> That's terrible. That's goofy. That's goofy. I hear him making this this profound point yeah. about crazy. Why aren't we crazy in love with him? Okay. <laughs> Here she goes. She goes. She says, "Thank you, Father Sean." Okay. I annihilate myself before your love. You, God of heaven and earth, of the seas, of the mountains, of the star-studded firmament, you, Lord, who are adored by the angels in an ecstasy of love, you, Jesus, in your humanity, you, the living bread, oh, to be annihilated, all this would be so little. If they had left a relic of you, it would be a token of love worthy of our veneration. But you yourself remain, knowing that you would be the object of profanation, sacrileges, ungratefulness, abandonment, Lord. Are you mad with love? You are not just in one place on earth for us, but in all the tabernacles throughout the world. Oh Lord, how good you are. How great is your love. Lord, are you mad with love? Like coming to this awareness that he makes himself so vulnerable in the blessed sacrament. He knows he's going to be abused, he knows he's going to be spit upon again, Mm -hmm. and yet he makes himself that vulnerable. Because I might agree with her. He's mad with love.
0: Mad with love.
1: Of us, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think that's a
0: good one to end on. Okay. My <laughs> last one was pretty similar to the one before it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So. That's a good one to end on.
1: And he is mad. He is mad with love of us. Right? Yeah. Okay. Not
0: mad in the angry sense, but no, mad in the crazy sense.
1: Like crazy. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. Good job.
0: Good job. Good <laughs> job.
1: High fives. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> all right i am excited to see where we're going next maybe eucharistic prayer number two since you mentioned that before can maybe you can aim for that you see it up there i see it i'm not looking okay no the priesthood oh. in the eucharist whoa <laughs> well we kind of had a little teaser of that today we did have so a bit of a teaser we'll finish that up tomorrow or okay not tomorrow next okay. week we'll tune in next hard. time
0: well that's interesting because this will Oh, maybe we should send it out on Holy Thursday, Ooh. right? Because um
1: Grace says she can do that. She can
0: handle that because Holy Thursday is a day that <sighs> we honor the priesthood and the Eucharist. Yeah, so next week's Holy Week already. Isn't that crazy? It's
1: awesome, man. Don't go there yet. Yeah, I know. We're well, already all like putting know. ourselves Marty, there. <laughs> yeah, we're <with> already <Marty laughs> at Palm
0: Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you on praise out there, Julia? I
1: do. I'm going to close in a prayer again from, um, a Eucharistic prayer, a poem from St. Therese of Lisieux that I think will sum up everything we said today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You who know my extreme littleness, you aren't afraid to lower yourself to me. Come into my heart, a white host that I love. Come into my heart, it longs for you. I wish that your goodness would let me die of love after this favor. Jesus, hear the cry of my affection. Come into my heart. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.